folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you're listening to the podcast Small Package. Give me a hold, buddy. Oh! Hey, everybody, it's Corey Pointingsday with your boy. It's your boy, Bob. And today on the Small Package Show. It's a Small Package Show. Our four-way became a five-way. It's a five-way now. Our six-way became a seven-way. It's a seven-way now. Also, SmackDown happened. All that and more this week on the Small Package Show. Hit him with a bop. Small Package It. We did it. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Small Package Show with your boy. <laughs> <laughs> Is this my turn now? Right, there you go. I don't. I don't do the the goofy one. It's my turn now. <laughs> it's my time. Um. So, uh, how you doing, Bob? Everything good? Yeah. Yeah, since you just got here to record the podcast at all, I haven't been at my house for a couple hours. We got a special treat for you guys coming up, hopefully on sometime next couple weeks. Yeah, so oh, like it should be soon. Uh, we've got a review coming up. We got a exclusive screener for the film Choke Slam, featuring Mick Foley. It's a fun little wrestling talk. Anyway, enough about that. That'll be in a future episode. Uh... Raw was just full of twists and turns and then not doing it on the show and instead tweeting the results of something after the show. Yep. Uh, big, big notes of the show. Big show notes? Uh, we got a nice John Cena versus The Miz uh, promo pat- a promo that they cut on each other. It was a fun moment in the ring. Uh it ended with Miz and Cena having a match to determine who would be the first one in the ring. Oh, in the oh, oh, oh. Which, by the way, isn't even that big of a deal because the match starts off with two people in the ring. Shh. This year, it might be starting with three. Shh. But anyway, Miz will be in there first because he lost to Big Match John. He almost got the win. It was There was definitely some moments where I thought, hey, Elias is coming out sixth. Right. Maybe John Cena is seventh. Going. Oh, right. Yeah, so we'll get to that. Um... And uh, we had Revival getting another one on uh, Balor Club. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, you know, Angle was ta- talked to Seth, and Seth was pissed off about what had happened to him. And that's when Seth was like, look, man, eh, 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 eh. I've been screwed over here by your son. Eh, 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 eh. Uh, I missed all these opportunities, and it's really unfair. And Angle's like, well... I'll give you another shot at the tag titles. And Seth's like, thanks, but no thanks. Uh, I, I don't, I want another shot at Brock. And the only way to do that is to be in the chamber. So Kurt Angle goes, okay. And asks the crowd, do you want Seth Rollins in this match? And they cheer. And so the redemption fatal four way for the last spot in the chamber became a redemption fatal, fatal five way. Which means it had chili and beans and onions. Yum. 
So we got a bunch of promos throughout the night from the people in the Fatal Four or Fatal Five way. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks had a match. Uh, we were waiting to see who was going to turn. None of them, psych. It turns out that so Bailey win won by pinfall after her Bailey to Bailey. Um, from the from the turn second turnbuckle, and then she went up to Sasha, and we couldn't tell if she was gonna like a shake a hand or throw a punch or who was gonna turn. And then Naya, out of nowhere, comes out and hits everybody. And you know, hey man, that was that. We got a ton of just random promo stuff and people talking to each other. Titus Worldwide and Martin Luther King stuff uh, with the Black History Month. Um, we got Alexa bliss talking to Mickey James, which is so weird that they're teaming up, but they are. Uh, so we got, uh, absolution, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville versus Alexa bliss and Mickey James absolution got the win. Uh, Elias, this was my favorite moment of the night. Just flying through raw. Um, <laughs> Elias came out and started to cut his normal promo with ladies and gentlemen. Oh, this isn't Elias. the best moment of the night. This is going to be up there for best moments of the year. Oh, it was it was fucking perfect. So Elias is playing his guitar and he's he's trying to get through his performance when all of a sudden it was it's Jojo, right? Yes. Jojo goes, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. and then there's just a long ass pause, and you're like, honestly, for a hot second, I thought like she fucked up mm-hmm. something. And then she goes, Braun Strowman. In a very nonchalant way, and we're like, wait, what? He's on the stage, and a spotlight comes on, and he's sitting there with a mic ready, like he's going to play a guitar himself. And then he goes to get Bob. Do you tell the story? An upright bass. Yeah, he goes and grabs an upright bass, those huge ones used for cons for orchestras. Yeah, and he sits down and starts like haphazardly plucking on the thing. And he is singing. While singing a song about how he's going to beat up Elias. And then not bad too. And then halfway not even halfway, like after like four plucks, this the bridge of the bass just snaps off and the strings just start hanging there limply. Yeah. And I mean his quote was well since I can't play it anymore, I guess there's only one thing to do with this double bass. <laughs> and so it starts a madcap chase around the ring uh, until finally Strowman gets him up onto the ramp. Elias is down. He grabs the bass, two hands, lifts it over his head, and like Looney Tunes, Smash. smashes it down. Kerchunk. It was amazing. Uh, I thought I didn't think they'd actually go through with it. Even if it, even with it being a like a worked, you know, gimmick double base. I mean, clearly it was not structurally sound. Yeah, no, that thing was big, but it was still big and still made of wood. And yeah. it was an impressive spot. Elias took it like a champ, sold it like a champ, and I mean, what an incredible! Every time that we say there's nothing Braun Strowman could do to top this that will make me pop like last time. And yet, every fucking time, he fucking does. I honestly, it's like, I don't, I, every time this happens, I'm like, I don't know where he could go from here. Cause I don't, I don't want to say that smashing the double base was more impressive in kayfabe than flipping an ambulance or a truck, but just the fact that he is constantly, consistently having these spots where everyone is just going nuts for him. 
and uh, he is insanely over. Um, so, uh, the bar comes out, Roman Reigns versus Sheamus. Uh, Roman Reigns wins after a spear. Ivory is going to be inducted into the hall of fame. Uh, Kurt Angle lets us know that Ronda Rousey is going to be signing her contract with WWE wink, wink, kayfabe at elimination chamber. So who fucking knows, man. Mm hmm. Uh, and then we got our fatal five way with Apollo Crews, Bray Wyatt, Finn Balor, Matt Hardy, and Seth Rollins. Going to give props to your boy. Apollo Crews looked damn good in this match, and he cut a really fine promo before he came Cruz out. Crews can't lose. Crews can lose, but I will <laughs> at least give you hashtag push Crews. I'm starting to see the potential again in him. Um, great match. Uh, Bray Wyatt for a minute looked like he might not be the eater of pins, and of course he was. In fact, he was the eater of two pins because at the end... Uh, Seth Rollins and Finn Balor both grab a leg and roll him back for a pin. So they both pin him at the same time. They both climb the turnbuckles thinking they're the winner and end credits. So mm-hmm. we were like, great. They have something to do on the go home episode. Right? We get to figure out who's the last man in the, in the match. Nope. Seek. So, you know, WWE couldn't help themselves and they had a, a little like promo video with Kurt Angle where it was announced that both of them will be in the match. So for the first time ever, the Elimination Chamber is going to have seven people involved. Um, which is just, it's just, it's just crazy. I mean, I don't mind. I wouldn't have minded there being seven people in the match. I just thought that maybe what they could have done was instead of announcing it on a fucking Twitter again, they could have had Finn and Seth have a match and then have someone else come out and decimate them. You know, either Bray Wyatt, who's pissed off that he lost, or Brock Lesnar coming out of nowhere and squashing both of them. Being like, it doesn't matter which of you goes to the chamber because no one can beat me. You know, any of that would have been fine. You know, it just sucks that instead of showing us, they wanted to tell us on social media. But that was Raw. We managed to get through the intro of the show and Raw in under 10 minutes. So we are flying through today's episode. I can do SmackDown. SmackDown <laughs> happened while Corey was playing Dragon Ball Z. Um, so I know what happened, and cheap. Corey didn't even watch much of it. I was I was definitely listening, but it just every- not for the first half hour. First half hour, the the first half hour, my laptop was on my bed. Okay, yeah. you weren't even around for it. Yeah. So it starts off with uh, they're all like, "Okay, time to see if uh, Dolph or Corbin will be in this fatal four way match because it's now a fatal five way match for Fastlane." And everyone's like, "Okay, cool, whatever." And so Ziggler's in the ring. Also, that was announced on Twitter. Yes. Bullshit. So Ziggler's in the ring and Corbin's walking out, and then all of a sudden Corbin gets assaulted by Sammy and Kevin. Womp 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 womp. And so they're all like, "Look, all right, you guys are being idiots." So now Corbin has a match with one of you, and Ziggler has a match with one of you, and if either of you guys uh, interfere with the other match, then they're automatically in, and if they win, then they've earned their way into the match. So this match could be. A four-way, five-way, or six-way match at the end of the night. And so, 
then they have a Charlotte bit where Charlotte beats uh, Sarah Logan. Woo. And man, they've really done a pointless job of Woo. this whole fucking riot squad. Woo. All they've done is come out and lose. Woo. So against multiple people. Yeah. It's one thing to lose to the champ, but they've lost a bunch of other people too. Sure. Anyway, so then th- that was done. Um, then. Um, they had a Bobby Roode thing where Roode was like, I'm Corbin, going to be... Corbin Owens. What? I think Corbin Owens was the next... I'm just looking at oh, chronological. Sure. But Corbin you can, you Owens wins in. and Corbin Corbin wins, actually. Yeah. So Corbin gets added to the match. Uh, and then there was the US title thing mm-hmm. where Roode was like, I'm going to do an open challenge. And then... Uh, the first person who came out was Randy Orton, who had just sure. RKO'd him for no reason. And so he's all like, I don't want to fight you. And then Jinder Mahal came out, and Jinder Mahal was like, I've got to take the U.S. belt. And so then yep. that started with all three of them getting in a tussle, and then Jinder hits two colosses and as, is the one who stands tall at the end of that modern segment. day Maharaja. so that was kind of weird that gender is apparently now like top dog and i guess I mean, we can just forget champion. about rusev so whatever <laughs> uh, maybe they maybe they'll do something else with rusev maybe right? they'll let him go for tags get him in a get him in a fatal five-way match for the u.s belt. <laughs> Uh, anyway, then the show ends with Ziggler, Sammy, and Ziggler gets the win. Wait, as- Ziggler explained his actions? It says that it, he explained his recent actions? Oh, as in, why did he, he leave? Yeah. Because he wanted a shot at the WWE title instead of holding it, the US belt. Which is like, okay, whatever. Kayfabe, that's weird. Yes. Um... And then he gets the win over Sammy, establishing that Fastlane will be a six-pack challenge is probably the term that they're going to start advertising it. Wait, wait, wait. It's... Oh, yeah, it is only five. five. Never mind. It's a a fatal five-way. So it's uh, AJ, AJ, KO, Sammy, Corbin, and Ziggler. Yes. Five-way. Also, the Bludgeon Brothers said something to the Usos. Uh, Usos... It was a kind of a weird little thing because the Usos were cutting a promo, um, and then it like zooms out and all of a sudden establishes that this promo was on a TV because the TV gets smashed by the Bludgeon Brothers hammers, hmm. and that's been that's actually it. memed pretty funny because somebody managed to cut out the Usos. Uh, promo bit and green screen the TV and chroma key and the hammers coming in. So now people have started being able to meme the Bludgeon Brothers interrupting shit with hammers. That's funny. Um, So anyway, that was SmackDown. Mixed Match Challenge was a dull one. It was... It was okay. I mean, it was compared to the ones we've had over the past two or three weeks, this one was a big snoozer i mean sure lana's just i mean i thought lana's just uh, a heat bullet just comes and destroys everything man i swear i don't know i thought she uh, and also the pairing of bailey and elias like weird it was supposed to be joe like we get it joe got injured he couldn't do it so they had to 
fill in with somebody and they just, it was like, whatever. I don't know. Those guys, both of those duos didn't really have any fun bits, you know, as there was no like fun smack talk. There's no, it just didn't have the charm. Yeah. It was just I mean, lacking thought, the charm. I thought Rusev, I honest, I did feel some charm between Rusev and Lana because obviously they have chemistry, their husband and wife, but I definitely feel like the crowd sometimes they really want to cheer Rusev cause he's over, but they are just inclined to boo Lana. And I think that it kind of almost cancels each other out to like a neutral reaction. Cause like Rusev's definitely trying to go the Lana's going to win. Lana's number one. Right. Chance. He was, he was pushing for Lana and at the end he was, you know, holding up her hand cause she got the pin on Bailey and he was being all like, my wife is the best. Like he's very loving and supportive. Sure. I get it. But man, the crowd just does not care about Lana. Yeah. And there's little reason to care about Lana. She's a pretty bad wrestler. She's, you yeah, know, I mean, but that's the thing is that Lana's role was kind of more pushed into re- She was always supposed to be manager, like, you know, pseudo valet character. Sure. And she did a good job and of she's great being at that. The, the valet, but she has not been that character in a long time. She has not yeah. walked. She was not. When was the last time she came out to a match with Rusev? Yeah, I know. Months? Well, it's, Months. Well, it's because they kind of separated her and put her with uh, Tamina. Exactly. Because she's now a wrestler. Yeah, I mean, it definitely... Which I, is just like, no one wanted to see you as a wrestler, Lana. Oh, no, I mean, and I totally get that. I just, you know, it is what it is. Um, so that was the Mixed Match Challenge. I didn't see 205 Live or NXT this week. I don't know if you did. Uh, I did watch 205. Uh, two surprising endings uh, of their matches. Okay. Um, first one was Tozawa versus a guy who is in Mark Andrews, I think his name. Uh, he was involved in the UK Championship tournament. Cool. Um, and... Mark Andrews got the win, not Tozawa. Wow. Yeah. So that was surprising. Okay. And then the second one was Drew Gulak versus Tony Nese. Who do you think hmm. would win in that matchup? They they put Gulak and Nice against each other? Yes. Interesting. Uh, I'm assuming that it was Tony Nese. Incorrect. It was actually Drew Gulak. That's awesome. Which is weird because I thought that keeping Gulak as a funny comedy character would be better for him. Sure. And then actually like restructuring Tony Nese as the badass that he looks like sure. would be a smart move. But apparently they're kind of structuring Drew as almost like a Kurt Angle-esque hmm. goofy, but he also can kick your ass type character. Sure. Hey, I'm down Because he put in this fucking dragon sleeper hold to win the match that Nice didn't tap out to. He passed out to. I mean, we've seen Gulak wrestle in person. He's he's a oh great yeah he, he he's he's so technically minded. He knows exactly what he's doing in the ring, and he's a big submission expert. So him getting this nasty dragon sleeper that that knocks out uh, Nice makes sense. But it's just interesting sure. to see that they're kind of adding that element to his character now oh, that sure. they're like restructuring two or five live to be a different show. Sure. 
Um, um, so next week, I believe, is the final week of round one of the tournament for the Cruiserweight belt. And it will be Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy's making the comeback. That's nice. the big surprise. Um, Alexis fiance. Hmm. Uh, we have not seen him since he got injured and has been off NXT TV for sure. a long time. Um, but now he's getting ba- coming back on two Oh five lot roster. Uh, I don't remember who he's wrestling, but it might be Jack Gallagher because Gallagher hasn't wrestled yet for this tournament. Sure. Um, and then, Oh yeah. The bruiser weight, I believe oh, yeah. is coming back next Pete week Dunn? to be in the tournament. Yeah, I love Pete Dunne, man. He's he's a so, nasty dude. It might be Jack Gallagher wrestling him, uh, though, so I don't remember. Sure. Anyway, um, Cruiserweight tournament, it's going pretty good. Uh, pretty decent matches, and definitely a lot more like Cruiserweight sure. indie-style matches on the on uh, on the show which it has not been great for the crowd um i'm gonna be honest with you the crowd watching this um they just watched smackdown they just watched the mix, mix match challenge and now they're watching 205 live um and then you give them like a technically minded submission based sure. grappling match instead of a high flying match man that crowd is going to be dead and tired and against that uh, for yeah. especially a WWE audience who doesn't necessarily want to see that type of match. Um, mm. So, I mean, it's, it's great for the, for the people that want to see some technical stuff, but uh, bad timing and not the best crowd for the people actually watching it. That's unfortunate. Uh, WWE News. Dude, we are 21 minutes into the show. This is how Fine. recaps should be. Fine. Well, I also do want to talk just a little bit about how we're feeling about the storylines and where they're going, because um, we have just flown through it. Uh, real quick, wrestling news. Rich Swan and WWE came to terms, and he has been released. So he is back out of the market getting bookings. Um, Daniel Bryan's contract still set to expire September 28th of this year. So the countdown to find out what's going to happen with that. Um, Dolph Ziggler got a big new contract. Yeah, big fat contract. Everyone was kind of like, oh, he's going to go to Japan. He hates it there, blah, blah, blah. But man, he just signed like Sweet a three-year, $1.5 million a year contract or something. And also, he gets a stipulation that not many people get, which is that he is allowed to take outside non-WWE projects if they don't conflict with the schedule of when they need him. And he's allowed to leave the venue after his match and without sticking around backstage. So he can do his comedy stuff, which is what a lot of people think that's for. Mm-hmm. Um, Raja is, is reporting that Rey Mysterio might sign a WWE contract that allows him flexibility, like Chris Jericho's deal, where he can still wrestle elsewhere. Because uh, Rey Mysterio has announced that he was going to be doing some dates in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, he, that should be interesting. Uh huh. Here's some legitimate news. That's. Well, I shouldn't say legitimate news because this is all uh, rumor and speculation yeah. based off of, uh, you know, offhand reports. Legitimate, but spicy rumors. Uh, spicy rumors are that uh, all WWE pay per views are going to become dual branded after WrestleMania. I think that there was a report that that backlash was going to be dual branded, and a couple people reported that. 
the people that have been reporting that all of them are going to be dual branded, the like initial reports are all from people who aren't known for breaking stories. I I personally, the way I think about it is it makes sense for Backlash to be dual branded if they're going to have another draft or shakeup. I think that a pay-per-view like Backlash would be a good place to do that. You have a couple of... Because Backlash traditionally is where it's like, oh, hey, if our beef wasn't 100% settled at WrestleMania, we'll settle it at Backlash, the immediate pay-per-view after WrestleMania. And so if you think about it, you have guys settling their beefs throughout the evening because they may not be on the same brands next week. Mm-hmm. That would make sense if they did a draft like that. So we'll have uh, here's, to see. Uh, WWE also released a fantasy warfare video on their YouTube account uh, of what it would be like if Rey Mysterio fought AJ Styles. And uh, a lot of people are loving it and hoping that we get to see that match in the future. What do you got pulled up? Uh, I thought it was something a bit more concrete, but it's not that great. Uh, DDP is rumored to possibly be on this week's go, this upcoming week's go home raw for elimination chamber. Huh? Just interesting. Rumors are that they don't know what the role would for would be on the show for him. But that he's rumored to going to be in the area for the show, so he might make an appearance. According to the newsletter, Wrestling Observer newsletter, of course, WWE is trying to get uh, Gronk a WWE contract. Yeah, right. I highly doubt that. At least in the next year or two, maybe when Tom finally retires, um, or if Gronk gets like hurt and doesn't want to play football, uh, Mike Canales is supposed to make a return soon. Uh, apparently, according to Sports Kita, he had some backstage heat because people thought he wasn't taking care of his body as well. But uh, Michael Bennett, known now in WWE as Michael Canellis, uh, look at the the left and the right. The right is from a house show recently, and the left was from the first match he had coming back. And you're gonna see. He went from having kind of oh, a round gut yeah. to he's got his like Tony Nese level abs back. So sounds like Mike Canales will probably be coming back after WrestleMania. Um, Maria Canales is expecting a child, so she'll probably be out most of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, you know, congratulations on your baby. Uh, Ric Flair reveals who he thinks the four horsemen of modern day would be. Would you like to guess who he said? Um, or do you know? I do not know. Okay. He gave an interview where he said who he thought would be the four horsemen of the current WWE roster. Sure. Who's on his four horsemen? I'll give you Dean Ambrose. I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you three misses. Okay. Three strikes. Dean Ambrose. Yes. Okay. Ambrose. Seth Um, Rollins. Actually. Oh man. Wait, no, no, no. Wait, hold on. I was looking at the wrong picture. That was a fantasy warfare of uh, the Shield versus the Four Horsemen. Dean Ambrose is not on there. That is incorrect. Oh, so that's one. Ding- incorrect. Uh, Seth Rollins? Seth Rollins is on there. Okay. He, his, out of Seth Rollins, he said, let me think. Seth, God, I haven't had too much fun with him, but I'm sure he'd be great in the ring. So, uh, Seth Rollins, I mean, the Horseman requires a lot. That was his quote on Seth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three um, more to go. Roman? He did say Roman. 
Okay. Roman was the third person he listed off. So not Dean, but Seth and, and Roman. Cesaro? Incorrect. One of them is a big name, and one of them is a... Okay. Finn? That's incorrect. I'll okay. give you one more strike. I'll give you one more strike. So you have the same number of strikes as Horseman. Uh... Wyatt? No. Because is... I know a lot of like wrestlers. Whenever sure. I read interviews and, and AMAs from wrestlers that they love you know, them. old retired wrestlers are like, who do you see in WWE now that you think is great? A lot of the old guard are like, Man, why it's so good. Yeah. It's like, okay, maybe he's I don't know why he's not being treated well, but uh here's the full quote from Ric Flair. Okay. The first guy I would take is Dolph Ziggler. Huh. The second guy would be Seth Rollins. The third guy, let me think. I mean, Horseman, that requires a lot. You got to be good at what you do to be able to enjoy life. Let me think. Seth, God, I haven't had too much fun with him yet, but I'm sure he'd be great. Uh, Roman Reigns. Yeah, Roman's a trooper. Got to be careful with what I say because, haha, God forbid anybody have any fun anymore. Woo. And let me think. Oh, God. Uh, fourth. He would he would run from me, but I would say Randy Orton for sure. So his his who he thinks would be the modern day four horsemen is Seth Roman Dolphin Orton, mm. which would be a weird ass fucking team. That would be. He added that Orton would be a great pick, and he's still the best wrestler in the biz today. But he's just so settled down with his family. He is so, so married and so laid back and having a good time, said Flair. But make no mistake, Randy Orton right now is still the best wrestler in wrestling. A little shorter than Barry Windham, but same athleticism, phenomenal shape, great look. But Randy's calmed down. He's happily married, beautiful kids. And don't even tell him I suggested that. Haha. If Dave Batista was back, Dave would have been great too. So that's the uh, the wrestling news that I got. Um, So... This upcoming week is the go home show. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you feeling about Elimination Chamber as it stands at the moment? How are you feeling about where we're heading for Elimination Chamber? A little concerned because we have three matches on the card. Yes. We only have the men's chamber, the women's chamber, yes. and Naya Asuka. Yes. Confirmed, yes. Where's the rest of the card? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, chamber matches are long. They're not rumble long, but they're long. Yeah, they're but still, matches. even if they're hour long each, that's still two hours left for the fucking show. Well, one. One. Two if you count the pre-show. Fair. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'd be interested to see where this, where this is heading. Um, we don't have a tag team set up, really. Because revival and bar or you revival and revival and club have been feuding, you can't so really do any cruiserweight shit because they're in the middle of their tournament. Right? I mean, and you could throw in, and a that's supposed on. to be dragged out until Mania. Mania. I mean, you could do a three on three tag. Yeah, I guess, but like maybe guys who've already been knocked out. Maybe that's still kind of like a we have literally nothing else to do match. Um. It just sucks because a lot of your top story people, men and women, are all involved in the chamber. So it's like, what story are you telling? And you can't yeah. do an IC belt match because Miz is in the chamber. Yeah. So we need a tag 
we need a tag belt match. But probably, yeah. Against who? Completely undeserving people. I mean, I would say that Revival is a little less deserving than the than uh, the than uh, the club. But the club could definitely be in that match. Yeah, but they're like in the, their own feud. With the Revival, I know. That's what I'm saying. Is so, I mean, like, there's probably going to be a Revival club match either on the main show or pre-show. It's a little concerning. I wish that they hadn't given away. I think that they'll pull together the pay-per-view fine. Hell, I would be fine with it being a shorter pay-per-view. You know, If you wanted to do a two-hour show and just have two chamber matches and Nia Asuka, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, so I'm not even concerned with the pay-per-view, but for this go-home, it's like, well, what are you even going to do on this go-home show? Because you settled the big question mark in a tweet. Why would you do that? You have a whole go-home show to fill out, and then you just tweet out? I don't know. Right? While we're over here being like, you have three fucking matches confirmed for your pay-per-view, maybe you should... Simmered, be tweeting it, that out yeah. before instead of I'm, and the other thing too is it's like I am as much as Smackdown has kind of been you know not a lot going on the last couple of weeks I mean stuff happened but it just you know it's, it's very slow it's been a little slow the whole story is really just the Sammy KO first Shane feud which has kind of been dragging out for a while and pretty much no but, other storylines exist but right how many now. weeks are we away from the next Smackdown pay-per-view there is another one before Mania right yes uh, it's Fastlane which yeah. is what they're doing and that's in March for. yes so we still have a while to go before that and I believe March 11 is this five way going to be at Fastlane or is that before Fastlane it's it, it's fa- it's the fast lane main event for the title. Oh man! So we got five. How many weeks do we have to that? Three weeks? Five weeks? Um, I'm 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 trying to count. Sorry, I think. I'm just so thinking. it'll be one show, two shows. I think it's three more shows. Okay, but still, that's Until a lot of time. Yeah. And uh, when we already know what the main storyline is to just sort of go around in circles, I don't know. We'll definitely have to see how it shakes out. This week will be the go home Monday Night Raw for Elimination Chamber, though. So if, uh, after this episode, we'll be able to make our predictions. Um, who knows, man? Maybe this will be a three prediction kind of night. <laughs> <laughs> who knows, really knows. Well, I guess that about does it. You have anything else you want to talk about, Bob? Not really. All right, let's go ahead and wrap her up. We've been talking for a while anyway. Uh, anyway, you can follow Bob on Twitter at Bob Feckety. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera, at CB Poindexter, P-O-I-N-D-E-X-T-E-R. You can follow the both of us at Small Package P-O-D, that is P-O-D for podcast, on both Facebook and Twitter. If you tweet at us, we'll read them on the show. And make sure you follow us on Facebook. Uh, we go to a lot of wrestling events when they happen in the area, try to take pictures. Evolve 100 is this weekend. It I, is. I unfortunately already have plans, so I will not be able to go. Are you planning on going, Bob? I don't think so. Um, so we'll at least report on it, but we won't, probably won't be at Raw, uh, Evolve 100, which is a shame. It'll probably be a great card, but we'll talk about Raw, what happened at it next week on the podcast. Uh, so anyway, you can... Uh, I already did all the social media stuff. Anyway, come back next week for another episode of the Small Package Show where we will be on the road to Elimination Chamber. (laughs) Hit him with a bop. It's my package.